This is your host, Ronnie Fernandez, LCSW, licensed clinical therapist and owner of Ronnie Fernandez Therapy Buffer Guys. If you want to know more about me and my private practice, go to RonnieFernandez.com. Hello and welcome to Mindset, the guy podcast where men talk about their life challenges and how were they, how they were able to overcome them. My goal with this podcast is to help men better express their thoughts and develop a mindset to better deal with, with their life challenges. This podcast is not clinical therapy. The men that I interview are not my clients, but have great stories on how they were able to develop a mindset to conquer their challenges. I'm not a professional interviewer or host, so please forgive me for all the ums, pauses, and misplaced words. With that being said, let me introduce you to my next guest. All right, Mark. Um, I want to thank you for, for joining me in the podcast and, and being willing to share your story. Um, me, and, me and Mark um, actually worked together uh, a couple years back. Uh, we've known each other for about seven years. And um, Mark was, uh, was always telling me about, about his daughter and uh, the relationship that they have. And, uh, um, and there's also... And, and, um, he actually wrote a book about, uh, about the experience. And, uh, um, I just really thought it was important for guys that, that are going through, uh, relationship issues, um, parenting, um, issues with, uh, with their mother. Um, cause it's, it's a, you know, it's a big thing. So I want, um, Mark, if you go ahead and talk a little bit about your book and, uh, um, and, uh, we'll follow up with the, with the questions. Uh, first, it's cool to see you again, Ronnie. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like you said, we, we and Ronnie, we've known each other for a few years now. We were working with families and children, and uh, it was some rough situations. But uh, we endured, and I think partly, you know, because we, uh, you know, the, the whole group there, I think we, we really wanted good things for the children. And as a father, you know, Ronnie, that's, you know, that's that's all I really want. Be as a, as a good father for my child, right? And at a certain point, I realized that um, you know that was not going to happen unless I took some definitive steps. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, once my child's mother and I, once we once we depart, once we left as a couple, um, I realized that um, you know, as I write in the book, my daughter's keeper, that you know, her feelings her feelings were becoming bruised or they had been bruised and she didn't, you know, and I, I think as a lot of mothers, when they get in that state, when they get in that mindset, they, you know, they want to interrupt your, the father's relationship with the child. And I saw that, you know, I saw that emerging. I saw her narrative around me uh, that I wasn't a good father. And so I saw these things emerging. So I, I decided that, you know, it was important for me to take definitive steps. And what I did was, you know, I decided that I was going to go and, you know, apply for and, and agree my, my parental rights. And, and it was, it was a big step for me to do that uh, for a couple of reasons. One, because, you know, of the, of the historical relationship that men of color have with the courts, I didn't really want to, I didn't really want to have my relationship with my daughter play out in that arena. And, you know, secondly, I know, you know, personally, I know, you know, friends and family that had went through that. And it was, uh, it was a pretty, you know, pretty tall mountain to climb. So, you know, I tried at first to, you know, sort of mitigate matters, you know, through conversation, through compromise, I say compromise, you know, things that I know that I, you know, as a father, things I know I should just naturally have uh, a certain amount of time. 
I started to compromise with that. But then at a certain point, I realized that, you know, I don't, I don't have to do that to have a relationship with my daughter. So, you know, I initiated action. And, you know, as a result of the court action, which was, it was extensive um, in terms of the time, I was, um, I was able to get my daughter back into my life because it was a period of time, as I write in the book, that I didn't see her for about three months. She was out of my life and my uh, child's mother had uh, filed uh, an action that it was a stairway order and that affected my ability to see my daughter for about three months. And so once I got, uh, but the lucky thing is, and this is something that I say to men that I work with who are going through this, that once you see that the relationship that you're in is not going to be fruitful any longer and you're, and you're going to partner and there's a child in the matter, you have to go and apply for your parental rights. Now, if you're married, that's automatic, right? You automatically, you're, you're known as a father and you, and you get certain rights. You still have to go in and discuss how that breakdown is going to happen. But if you're not married, you first have to go establish yourself as the father, which I had to do, and then you apply for a visitation. So luckily, I did that before the stairway order came, and so everything was bundled into my action. And, you know, after several months of going through that, you know, I was awarded um, a very handsome uh, visitation, and, and, you know, I had my daughter back in my life. How, how long... How long was the process between when when you um, when you filed the paperwork to when you finally were able to get um, your daughter in full custody? It was it was probably about six months. About six months. It was about six months, maybe a little bit longer than that. Now I know for some people who go through this um, that that may seem like a, not a long time because I. You know, I joined uh, a couple of fatherhood groups in the process, and I'll talk about why I did that in a moment. But um, so it was six months from the time that I filed to the time that, you know, the, the judge, you know, gave her final decision on the matter. And it was um, so, but everything is relative, though, right? So for me, that six months seemed like 60 years because uh, yeah. part of that time, my daughter, who I had seen every day, um, television we played I, I helped to study we read together all of those things were were gone and as a father I felt really like I had suffered a death right mm-hmm. and so in that in those in that process of feeling that way um, I you know I think that I experienced all the stages the stages of grief that yeah. through death right and I realized at a certain point that now going back to me going, you know, finding a, a support group, um, I realized at a certain point that I couldn't stay in that place. I had to find an environment where I could go and be around men or individuals who were going through the same thing I was going through so I can have, one, I can get their insight, I can, I can talk and not have, you know, someone not fully understand what I'm going through or someone give me their 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 input based on, you know, just feeling angry that this is happening to me, which as family and friends, that's natural. That's going to, you know, that's how they're going to feel. But I couldn't, I couldn't stay in their, in their, in their space because I made a, I made a decision that in order for me to get through this, I had to operate from a place of love, love for my daughter, love uh, that um, I know one day that we would be reunited. 
combine it. And so when I went to these fatherhood groups, I, um, I, I experienced, you know, that energy that I needed to sustain and, and, and come through that, that darkness. How, how did you know you needed, you needed to join a group? Like what was, what were some of the, uh, the red flags for you? Isolating, spiraling down a path of, uh, of just, uh, negative thoughts, um, delusional thoughts that you know, maybe my child is over in Europe somewhere, you know, maybe I never see her again. The things that were natural, thoughts that are natural when you were separated from someone began to amplify and I and amplify in the sense that I began to let my thoughts just wander, you know, and, and so and then I just didn't want to be around anyone. I was irritable, I was sad, I had mood swings. I was pregnant or something. <laughs> 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 I just, but I, I knew, Ronnie, that um, I knew I needed to talk with someone. Um, and I didn't want to necessarily do it on an individual basis, man, because, you know, for me, you know, my, my wife's a therapist. I respect therapy, but it's it's hard for me to express myself, as, as a lot of men do, you know, initially one-on-one, but I knew if I was in a group and I didn't necessarily have to talk right away and I could listen because partly what I needed was to hear from other men that were going through this and hear their stories of, even if it was, you know, momentary, momentarily uh, having moments of uh, triumph or, you know, sustained triumph. I just needed to be in the company and the energy and that, and that sort of energy. But eventually what happened was being in that space, I began to talk. I began to feel I had a permission to talk. I began to feel I had a right to express these feelings of doubt, uh, feelings of fear, like I wouldn't be around my daughter again, uh, or I didn't want the, the fear of not going to court because of, again, the historical relationship with the court and men of color. So I was able to, I was able to confront a lot of these sort of uh, reservations that I had about moving forth with the, with the energy and, and resolve that I needed in order to get my daughter in my life. So um, so that's how I knew, right? I knew that I was spiraling down and I knew I couldn't continue down that rabbit hole or I would never really get to, to the point where I could have the strength um, to get my daughter back in my life. Yeah, I mean, all those the symptoms are, are, very, are very common with men. I think when we think of, you know, of, uh, of like depression or we feel when we think about, you know, um, sadness, mm-hmm. we, we, we think that, okay, something's going to, something's wrong and we're going to be sad all the time. Mm-hmm. We're going to be moping around. And for many cases for men, mm-hmm. it looks differently. And, and it's, it's what you said, irritability, isolation. Um, you don't do, um, things that you used to do. So those are very common common symptoms for especially for loss and then we had to kind of change the way you're thinking of like of it kind of being weak it has to be more of like yeah you look you're not seeing your daughter how are you <laughs> you mean like it, it it would be it would be it would be i don't want to say wrong but it, it would be different if if you didn't sure. have these emotions sure. you know how sure. could you not you you, sure. ha- you have a great loss and so, um, yeah, I just thank you for sharing that. I mean, it's 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 a big deal to to normalize that. How how were you? And I know you went to the groups and stuff. 
were there other people that that helped you along the way um or anything that that really really helped you well i think um you know my family was very helpful you know even though they you know they were they were in their emotions a lot which is which is natural right they they saw their brother they saw their son uh, their nephew their cousin my friends they saw me in this place that they knew was unhealthy for me to be in uh, and they were upset that because they knew the closeness that I share with my daughter they knew that that they felt angry because they I didn't have my daughter in my life so they were there they were supportive but you know I had to be careful and, and I talk about this in the book because we have a certain amount of real estate in our mind right and if we occupy that real estate with anger you know it won't have room to really hear um, other ideas and, and to receive other suggestions and guidance uh, so if I if I allowed my, myself to be in the space that my family was in and, and, and I'm not saying they were wrong for being there because they love me um, I will even go into the groups I wouldn't have been able to hear with a clear mind um, some of the things that the other fathers and men were talking about. They were talking about, you know, being hopeful. They were talking about uh, giving very practical things on how to approach the court. Um, and so these suggestions were very helpful to me. One of the things that, you know, suggestions that resonated was how I approached the court in terms of my emotionality and, and uh, my intonation when I talked. Uh, and I talk about this in the book. You know, I was, I was warned to be very careful not to go into court and let your emotions mm. uh, show or speak your emotions the way you're feeling your emotions, right? Um, because it would automatically give credence to the narrative that you're a dangerous man, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. So, and so that was something that I had to be very mind, mindful of. And it would have been very difficult for me to do that, Ronnie, if I went into court with the anger that I had, that I was feeling. So I had to... I had to put that anger in a place where it where it belonged, and, you know, and, and that's you know when I say where it belonged, I meant that it was there. I had to recognize it was there, but I couldn't let it be the the, the guide of this process I was going through. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. big, big inside information, mm-hmm. especially that you're able to gather from that group. And you know, you're not going to get that that information, you know, anywhere else. You know, it's but it's true. You know, um, we're people of color, mm-hmm. and we ha- we have to. Be very aware of how we how we mm-hmm. present ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I know it might be kind of taboo to say, but it's true. Mm-hmm. And it's it's this is the information that we would tell friends. Right. You right. know, of you're going to be judged on the way that you look and the mm-hmm. way that you hold yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, and I, I yeah, that's amazing that you're able to go to that group and find that that support. Yeah, you know, and it was, and this is why, you know, I say in the book and, and this one, I just deal with and fathers in general, I said, you, you have to be able to get outside of whatever sort of societal definition that you have as a man. And that definition normally is, is that, you know, as a man, you can make it happen. Uh, we were talking about this a little earlier, you and I, Roddy, that you, you, you make things happen. You're a man, you know, you're you, you lost. Here's a map. No, I don't need the map sort of mentality or thinking. At a certain point, if you see that you're stuck and you see that you can't move, and it's um, and you're missing out on something that you one you have a right to as a father, 
or just you know, the kind of life that you deserve. You have to be have you have to have the intestinal fortitude to man up and go get out, right? Yeah, and absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah, and so whether that help be a, a a group help or individual counseling therapy, uh, you have to really face that that moment and say, okay, you know, look, I'm stuck, and I don't want to be stuck, and if I do this, I won't be stuck anymore, and it's a simple equation. And so I came to that realization, and that's why, you know, I joined the group. And honestly, also, I did, I went individual therapy as well. And I think it was those two, you know, dynamics, those two support systems that really helped me. Um, along, again, with my family, um, uh, my, she wasn't my wife at the time, um, my girlfriend and fiance, she helped me a great deal. Her support was just, you know, just I, I can't measure the degree of, of, of support that she gave me. But the bottom line is, is that I knew that I couldn't do it by myself, right? I knew right. If, I, if I tried to do it by myself, what was going to happen was I was going to end up not having my daughter in my life. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I think we, I think as men, we have to look at it differently than asking for it. Well, I mean, we're definitely asking for help, but you know, we had talked about earlier is we see it as, as a journey mm-hmm. of like, how are you going to conquer, you know, if you want to go with the old stories of fairy tales is, is conquering this dragon, yeah. right? Of like, okay, you can't do it by yourself. You know, all the great, you know, all the great stories. It wasn't just one person right. slaying the dragon. They, they, they had help on the way, right. you know, right. and being able to accept that help is, is huge. Mm-hmm. And, um, and for men, I, I think you have to be more aware of the symptoms of like, am, am I isolating myself? Mm-hmm. Am I having a lot of negative talk? Am, am you know, am I being irritable? And then being able to to understand, look, I'm not going down the right path. My my thinking is is extremely negative. Right. And exactly what you did is is get yourself around positive people, people that have been through the same kind of experience. Right. And um, and tell me, tell me about about how your your now wife was mm-hmm. able to kind of was able to help you, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's pretty amazing. You, you're able to find something mm-hmm. to, to, um, to be support. Cause sometimes with this podcast, um, mm-hmm. wives or girlfriends listen, mm-hmm. and what are some of the things that, that worked for you? That... Um, well, she was, she's a therapist now, so she was almost <laughs> there. <laughs> she, she, she helped me to stay accountable uh, she gently reminded me when I was, you know, doing the blame game and not looking at my own contributions to, you know, why things were they, why things landed up where they where they were. And I talk about this in the book um, that um, that you have to be accountable. Right for your actions and and you know face things that you've done to contribute to a certain dynamic. Mm-hmm. And she helped me to you know to really when when I was going off of that path of understanding, she helped g- gently nudged me back on. That, yeah. Right. And and that gentle nudge I think was was important because I think at a certain points when I was in a certain space of not wanting help not wanting to, you know, to listen to anyone. If I would have felt pressure to face my own demons, to face my own, you know, 
to be accountable, I probably wouldn't have done it. I probably out of spite would have just like, you know, shot my own self in the foot. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not listening to this BS. And, but she was very wise in that, you know, she would look at, you know, the space I was in and step in that space in a way that was helpful for me. Um, but, but she didn't back down though. You know, when I, when I was, you know, when I was doing things that was counter to what I, what I knew should happen, um, she, she was very adamant about it. So her being adamant, I think was very helpful. Um, and so I think, I think that sort of support and understanding that, you know, being able to understand that I was going through what I was going through and helping me, you know, feel comfortable, you know, talking to her. And sometimes that, you know, that comfort was just her not saying anything, just letting me talk. Right. Uh, but just knowing that there was a lot of emotions going on and encouraging me to, you know, find spaces where I could go. She encouraged me a lot as well uh, to go find these the support groups. So I talk about that in the book. Actually, I don't specifically talk about that, but I do, you know, I say that when someone asks me, what do you hope, you know, for this book? I say, I hope that it's a source of hope for men who are going through this and understanding for women, right? And the understanding part is, is that, you know, your, your guy may not be expressing what he's feeling because of, you know, his reservations as a man not to express certain things. So just know he's going through these things and, and help him in a way that, that will help, you know, guide him or help to buoy him through these moments. And if there's a mother on the other side of the courtroom and you see that there's a good father, you know, standing there, you know, just understand that, you know, don't, don't interfere with that. You know, he might have been not a good partner, but if he's a good father, let that experience happen. So I think with my now wife, I think she she kind of got all of these things, right? So she really helped me to process through a lot of negative moments. Yeah, so it's it's definitely su- supporting, but also also kind of balancing it where, where she's holding you accountable mm-hmm. to very gently and uh, <laughs> gently. <laughs> Man, yeah. like, what are you doing? <laughs> I got this. I don't need that map. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, just just being able to have that balance because I, I think uh, a lot of women, um, sometimes they just want to be, well, everything's going to be okay, and and just kind of let the husband do do him, and yeah. you know, guys also need that encouragement, that that kind of like holding them accountable too. Sure. You know, when they go down that negative road. Because yeah. um, it's very easy to go down there, and mm-hmm. so it's 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 that balance of nurturing, but yet, you know, being the one there to kind of like, look, you need to get some help. Yeah. You're, you're irritable now. You're not doing the things you used to do. So, yeah. Yeah. so yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I think that, yeah, you know, I like the word balance because I think she definitely recognized that you know, certain things I needed to, you know, I needed to experience, you know, myself you know, certain negative thoughts that, you know, that I was sort of stuck in, you know, she needs to, she, she sort of, there are times I could tell she kind of let me, let those thoughts play out and let me come to the realization that I can't keep going down that road. But then, you know, she saw me going down that road too far. She would, you know, sort of help to bring me back. Yeah. So I think balance is a, is a very key word in there. And I think so if, if they're, if they're, women out there listening that inherits a man <laughs> going through this, yeah. I think some of these things, you know, would be, would be helpful to employ in, in your, 
and you're dealing with that with that gentleman. But I think balance, as Ronnie said, I think is is key, though. Yeah. What would you go, What would you tell tell a guy that that's going through this? What What kind of advice would you give him? I would say that, you know, one, you know, just start from the framework that, you know, you are a father and you have a right to be a father. Um, you have a right to all your emotions that you're feeling, uh, but you also have responsibility. Um, and those responsibilities are to make sure that you stay in your child's life. So with that understanding there's going to be certain things that you have to do right you may have to face your fears about going to court if you don't want to do that you may have to um, seek help and and slaying this dragon that's in front of you right you may have to and that help may come in the form of, of group uh, support individual support uh, you may have to um, deal with your very, you know, um, so at, I'm not going to say over-exaggerated, but deal with your feelings of extreme anger for the mother. You know, you may have to put that in its, in its proper place. So there's a lot of work that you're going to have to go through. But as I put in front of me, I put the concept of love in front of me going through this, and that love was, I love my daughter. And I'm going to have to do things that I necessarily did not think I would have to do, right, to be in her life. And so I would just encourage fathers just to, you know, if you're going through this, just just get ready and don't don't isolate um, and just let love sort of guide you through the process. Yeah, and it's very important. Mm-hmm. To kind of keep focused because you can go down those rabbit holes. Yeah, you can, and it's easy. And it's, oh, it's yeah. very easy to do yeah, because absolutely. you're sitting. I remember one day I was sitting around watching uh, The Rock. It was some movie he did when he was a father. And he had, I don't know, this daughter he didn't know, but kind of came in his life. And he was trying to, you know, be a father. And it wasn't, it wasn't you know, he was going through divorce. He wasn't, not, that wasn't happening. It was this new girl in his life, his daughter. And I was sitting around. I was watching it, man. And I just, all of a sudden, I just started to cry man like i was a newborn baby man yeah <laughs> my wife was looking yeah. at me well she wasn't my wife then um and you know we were there with her two daughters and they were looking and and i just i just i realized at that point man that i was going through this extremely emotional moments man and if i didn't you know pursue it in the right way that you know i was just going to be no good and so I, I made the decision, the hard decisions for me, because one, I, you know, I wasn't the kind of guy that just liked to talk to people, man. I mean, I like that. My job is to talk to people, but I like to talk to people about myself. <laughs> right? yeah. I can listen and yeah. extract information from you very easily. Right. Yeah. And I'm very sympathetic and, and it's and it's real. I'm a real person. But, you know, that free exchange, I, I don't reciprocate very easily. Yeah. And so I had to. uh I mean, to go back to your last question, some things that you had to do, I had to face the things that I didn't want to do um, and I didn't think I had to do. And so those were things that I, that I did. So yeah. This is the last question. Mm-hmm. So, and I said now where things are like, 
we see challenges, we see things that bring us anxiety and and some situations that leads to depression. But there's also a, another side of that is that when we do overcome this and we do, um, we are successful or or it is past, we somehow get stronger. Um, what are some of what? Are, how is that true in your situation that you feel that you became stronger in that way and how? Absolutely. One of the things it really firmly taught me going through the groups, going through the therapy, it taught me that, you know, these things are momentarily, these things happen in moments, right? They're not, and they're not forever. Right. And if you confront whatever situation you're in, if you're specifically in my situation, if you confront it in a way that's proactive, that's, um, self-accountable and that is you know coming from a, a place of, of love as I did um, and being open you can get through that moment right but what happens is often we we get stuck in that moment and we don't do what we should and so that moment leads into the next moment and then that next moment leads into another moment where if we just would have confronted it and dealt with it at that time and did it and, and, and handled it in a way that you muster the, the, the strength that you have in you and that you bring out the things that are in you to deal with these type, type of things, you can transcend and you can overcome. And and the overcoming is great. It's beautiful because once you're on the other side, right, you realize that those were just moments that you were dealing with. And, and however tumultuous, however huge they were, they were not the sum and totality of your existence. Right. And that's something that many people have gone through and you realize that, man. And so then you realize that life at the core of itself is good. Right. It's good. And and you can have happiness. Right. And I think that me going through this and the way that I did, I realize I'm able to put things into a a certain perspective now that there's going to be hard times. But if I handle the hard times in in a way that doesn't get me stuck in those hard times, I will overcome those hard moments and I'll get back to where I and everyone else deserves to be. And that's happy. And so that's what, that's the place I'm in right now. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Mark. Thank you, man. <laughs> wow. That was awesome. Thank you. 